Our scripture reading this morning is found in Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 and 2. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Good morning. Just wondering if you're still awake. Not after those rousing songs. I am so happy that we're all awake right now. Do you really mean, this is a little high for me, it's feeding back. Do you really want It's still a little high. I can hear some things and some things I can't hear, for which I am glad. Oh. Okay. All right. Do you really want what we sang about? in our opening song this morning. Lord, I want to be a Christian. Do you really want to be a Christian? If you want to be a Christian, it is not something that many people can enjoy. Because in this world of sin, being a Christian can be a very hard row to hold. What has helped me over the years is, many years ago, I discovered and came to believe a text that says, in all things give thanks unto the Lord. And then what was read this morning in Ecclesiastes, it talks about, for everything there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven. And then it lists a lot of things that come up in our lives. And I came to believe that everything that happens to you, if you really want to be a Christian, happens only because God permits it. And if God permits it, then we can say, praise the Lord. So for many years, many years, when anything disturbing happens to me, I say, praise the Lord, whether it is good or bad. I say, praise the Lord. But at the same time, when something good happens, sometimes I forget to say praise the Lord. I hope when we all get to heaven and we're all having a very enjoyable time there, 
that we will remember to say, praise the Lord. You sang this morning, Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want to be more loving, more holy. And the last verse was, Lord, I want to be like Jesus. Yes, that is what the Christian wants, to be like Jesus. And so for our message today, I have listed as the topic, can the world see Jesus in you? If the world cannot see Jesus in you, maybe you better get a little closer to him. Because to be like Jesus is not being like the world. Adam and Eve could not sing our opening song and mean it. Lord, I want to be a Christian. Why? Because they were created as Christians. Genesis 2.7 And God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. What did the Creator do? to give life to Adam and Eve. He breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. The breath which is life. Not only did this get them animated to be able to live, but also to be live to be living like Jesus lived. Adam and Eve was created with their life was to be under the control of God. They were to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. We do not know very much about the Holy Spirit. We know enough that is needed. The Holy Spirit is that which leads us to be like Jesus. Go with me, would you please, in your Bibles, take it out the pew, and look at John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 20 through 23. Interesting texts. When he 
When he had said this, what did he say? And when did he say this? This was after he had died and when he was resurrected. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus, who had spent three, three and a half years with his disciples, and they had seen the love and response of many of the people around and the happiness of those who had been healed by Jesus. And then he was put to death as a criminal. This was very hard on them, very hard on them. But from their position and from our position, is it okay for me to say praise the Lord? Because that is what I am happy about. Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And so it continues. And Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. What? does that text mean? He breathed on them. Was he close to them so that when he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, was that the breath he breathed on them? I am not sure. Jesus breathed on them. I have often thought about this text. Here is what I have come up with for myself. And I will share it with you this morning. When Jesus made this statement, it was the evening of the day of the resurrection. To Mary first. It was evening, and the disciples were locked up because they were afraid of the Jews. And some might have been afraid that who they saw might have been an evil spirit. Might have been an evil spirit in there. And so, one of the beliefs about evil spirits was that they didn't breathe. They were dead. They couldn't breathe. So Jesus was going to prove that it was really he who was with them. So he showed them that he was breathing and he had material. And so he showed them his hands and he showed them his feet and the wounds or the scars that were there. 
and proved to them who he was. And I don't think they were afraid anymore. That is what I have come up with in the study of the text. Jesus was going to prove that it was really he who was there. God is so good to us. If Jesus wants to prove himself to the disciples who had been with him for so many years and had had so many experiences with them, would God be against proving to us that he loves us and that he takes care of us? A spirit of adoration may not have had breath, as I mentioned. Then, when they saw the proof, then they were happy that it was really Jesus. In verse 22, so Jesus said to them, As the Father hath sent me, so he was sending them. So he breathed on them and said, what? Receive the Holy Spirit. That's what it says. John chapter 5, verse 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. The life that Adam and Eve were created with to complete their creation came with the breath that was breathed into them by the Holy Spirit, which gave them the Holy Spirit. You see, when God created human beings, what did he want? They wanted to, Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, wanted Adam and Eve to be like them. Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And so we read in John chapter 5, verse 26. Let's look at that. John chapter 5, verse 26. This is a new Bible I'm using, so the pages want to stick together. Jesus, verse 25. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me. Not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were 
satisfied. I think I have gone a little ahead. John 5, verse 26. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. And we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse, beginning at verse 45, First Corinthians chapter 15, beginning at verse 35. But some will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not what is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow the body that shall be but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has pleased, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same. There is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spirit is not first, but the natural, and afterwards, the spiritual. The first man of the earth made of a dust was made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of him, of man, of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. 
We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must for this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. And if you will bear with me and turn in your Bible to Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 8. Psalms, chapter 8. That is a very interesting psalm. Psalm, chapter 8, beginning at verse 3. You see, this is to the chief musician on the instrument of Gath, a psalm of David. Verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than, what does your Bible say? But you know, that is not what the original Hebrew says. That is not what the original Hebrew says. It says, this is what it says, for you have made him a little lower than God. Elohim. That's the word. You made him a little lower than Elohim. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. This is what the text says. That man was made in the image of God. And that's what Genesis tells us. That man was made in the image of God. And John chapter 3 verse 36. The father hath life in himself. This is what Jesus said. So hath he given to the Son to have life. John 10.10, the last part. I have come that they may have life. They who? The people of God. The people of God. In John chapter 6, you might want to write that down and read the whole chapter 
beginning at verse 35, or through it says, Jesus' promise is to raise people up at the last day. Verse 40 and 44. Because he said, I am the bread of life. John 6, at verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. The Holy Spirit is God, like the Father and the Son. All three are God in one person, yet they all are part of each other. Where are they all part of each other? In their minds. Because they all think the same thing, which is loving others. The purpose is always, their purpose is always in agreement. Always, whatever they do, they do it from the basis of loving. And the Ten Commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, keep the commandments. That's what he said. And so the young man, he said, it just says, which commandment? So Jesus began to repeat to him, the Ten Commandments. And he said, all this have I kept from I was a youth. He was helping the poor. He maybe gave away clothes that he didn't need anymore. And he really looked after other Jews who weren't as prosperous as he was. But yet, he felt that he was keeping the commandment, but he still felt he lacked something. What did he lack? He lacked the Holy Spirit, because it was the Holy Spirit that gives us life. It is the Holy Spirit that acts in our minds. Their purpose the Holy Spirit is always in agreement with the other two members of the Godhead, the Father and the Son. Jesus the Son, who is now in heaven, became a human. Jesus, who is now in heaven, became a human through Mary, his mother. And he was fathered by the Holy Spirit. He rose again, he died, he rose again, and is building a home for us in heaven right now. He went to heaven as a resurrected human. He went to become a high priest for us and is waiting to return to earth to claim his family, then return to heaven again with all his risen family relatives with him. What a gathering. Until then, he had sent the Holy Spirit 
to be with us. John 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is willing to take up residence in our physical body, in our minds, but we have to let him in. This is a choice we make. We study the commandments and try to put them, with the help of the Holy Spirit, into action. The commandment that Jesus gave at Sinai to his people and the commandment he gave to those who would become his people. They had not yet been born. Jesus is promised in John 16, verse 7 to 16, to send the Helper, the Holy Spirit, to come to us and be with us and give us peace. The Spirit I am talking about that we can have come into us is the same Spirit that was driven out of his body by Adam and Eve, transgression. That is the Holy Spirit God wants to give us back. The Spirit of life. Everyone must make the choice for themselves. How is this to be accomplished? Here is what Jesus said as recorded in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. These words apply and are addressed to us all here today. We are to go and make disciples, having them baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching the disciples to observe all things that Jesus has commanded you to do, which is broken down simply into two sentences. Supreme love to God and supreme love for your fellow man. This is what Jesus told a Pharisee named Nicodemus in John 3, verse 3 to 21, that one had to be born again or he would not even be able to see the kingdom of God. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, that everyone who believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There is another story that used to give me a problem. Because the serpent is a symbol of evil and a symbol of sin, especially to the Jewish people. He is a symbol of sin. And so serpents came into the desert where the children of Israel were, 
and began to poison them, and they were dying. And God said to Moses, go and build an image of a serpent, put it on a stick, and any Jew who has been bitten can come and look at that serpent on the stick, and he will be healed. And so anyone that gotten bit would go and quickly look at the serpent and would be healed. Do you know who that serpent represented? That is correct. That serpent represented Jesus. And how and why? Because Jesus became the substitute for us who are under the control of Satan. He became sin for us who knew no sin. And then he rose again to be our redeemer if we believe the gospel message, which is Christ has died for your sins. So many times when you've done something you regret doing, you can say, Lord, thank you for dying for me. I am sorry. Please forgive me. And he will do it. Jesus was speaking about himself, about those who would believe in his word, be given, that they would be given eternal life and not perish. If you have been baptized, you should have been baptized into Jesus. Then you are a child of God. We are not baptized into a church, although some people say that, because it has kind of come to mean that. The church that believes, they are the church representing Jesus. So when you're baptized, you're baptized into the church. But the Bible speaks about being baptized into Christ. Into Christ. And so we come full circle. Can the world see Jesus in you? Can the world see Jesus in me? Just as Jesus said to the disciples, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Amen. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, others should be able to see Jesus in us. I can give you Maybe three more texts that you can write down. I won't take the time to read them now. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13 and 14. Talks about being baptized. Ephesians 4, 4 to 16. We all make up the body of Christ. Mark 1, 14 and 15. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. John 1, 29-34 is Jesus' testimony, John's testimony of Jesus, who is the Lamb of God. Each night, whenever you have your prayer, with me, I used to kneel at the side of the bed each time I went to bed at night. But I can't do that too much anymore. 
because I don't have the strength too much to get up into the bed. But I am able to pray longer by when I go into the bed, that is when I start to pray. And I often go over the names of people I can remember and pray for them individually. Many people in the church here. I try to cover myself by saying, Lord, bless all the folk who come to church. But some of you, I see your face in my mind, but I can't remember your name. Please excuse me. And so this is my message today. My message today is the gospel message. All our sins are forgiven. All our sins are forgiven. And when we are baptized, what do we what do we have happen to us? We are born again. When we have some little children in here, do you expect from a child what you expect from an adult? I don't think so. So when we are, do all children develop at the very same speed? No, they don't. Some even grow up and turn away from God and later come back. And some adults who were baptized have to do the same thing. They have to become like children again and get under the graces of God by having the Holy Spirit put back in them. So then, let us mean the words we sing in our closing song, which is number 213, Lift Up the Trumpet. <laughs> 